0: Welcome to another edition of the BAME PE Women Initiative where we're building representation for our female leaders in physical education. My name is Shrihan Lynch and I'm a co-founder of BAME PE. Hello my name is Laura McBean and I'm also a co-founder of BAME PE. How are you um, and tell us a little bit about yourself? Um, that, that, that's I have to be honest it's a difficult question uh, I think I always uh, consider myself as the other or someone that represents diversity. I am a third world woman, so I'm a migrant. I was born in Brazil and nowadays I'm, I'm living in Australia. So I, I am this scholar born in a developing country that's nowadays working in a developed country. As you can see, English is my second language. And I am queer as well. So I'm a scholar that studies social issues, social injustice and sport pedagogy. And I believe my embodied experiences of oppression, it's what motivates me to study what I study. So how did you get into your current position as an academic? Did you do an undergraduate or what was your role? Did you love PE as a student or how did you get to where you currently are? Yeah, so I was always passionate about soccer. I used to play soccer. I played soccer for more than eight years and in 1999, I know a long time ago, I start my undergrad as PE and I got a scholarship. So my whole life I I, I got scholarships because I play soccer on that time. Um, And my undergrad focused a lot on biological aspects of sport, physical education, physical activity. And I remember how I want to know more about pedagogy, about sociology. A more social cultural perspective and that's why I decided to do a master's and I also start teaching on the same time. Um, I remember publishing a book after my master's and I'm not proud about the book that I published because I did a descriptive study in my master's and I show a lot of problems that teachers face in terms of not planning for like For PE classes and also not having theoretical framework, so I think I was kind of blaming the teachers, uh, in some sense, showing just the problems, and that's why I decided to do a PhD after my masters. But in that time, I want to do something uh, that was not like showing the problems, but it was trying to suggest some kind of innovative pedagogies. And that's why in 2011, I started my PhD and I decided to go abroad and do an internship uh, in UK. So I went to University of Bed for sure. And I spent six months with David Kirk, a strong scholar in P area. And I was in a teaching job all All this time I was in a teaching position. So I was not an academic in terms of research and teaching. And in 2018, for the first time, I got a full-time job here in Australia. So as a lecturer in health and physical education. So it was my first time here in Australia and first time in a full-time job as a lecturer. How have you found it being in academia, sort of navigating it with your identity? say that I have a learning trajectory that is quite different than most scholars in my area. I think I have been productive in our restrictive context, that's how I see myself. So for 11 years uh, as I mentioned I was working in a teaching position and I was doing research because I love doing research. So I had no space in my workload for 11 years to do research. The only time was like when I had scholarships. So one year and six months that I was so devoted to research, do like scholarships that I apply and I got. And of course, now I am two years here in Australia in a full-time job. And that's the first time that I I can balance teaching and the research. I think as an academic, I bring diversity and I think I have a strong commitment with pedagogy, with critical pedagogy, uh, with this idea of develop student teachers as critical thinkers. So I see myself as someone who can contribute to institutions that want to bring diversity. And I also see myself as nowadays internationally recognized, so when I first went abroad in 2012 to do part of my PhD, I was nobody. And now I am someone, so I believe, uh, like I, I've been collaborating with strong scholars from US, from UK, Ireland, Brazil, Australia, Sweden. Uh, I, I, I was in a, I, I delivered a keynote last year. So it's just I was a, the first early career scholar to deliver a keynote in my area. So I pretty much believe that I am a scholar that brings diversity, is internationally recognized. So considering your journey, what would you recommend to those who may consider pursuing um, academia? Yeah, I have five tips that I would like to share. Uh, first one it is find a strong feminist scholar to share with you the struggles you face i always say like sisters or mummies like strong feminist scholars and i think more than discuss about it Kim showed me how like she lived in some sense those struggles so she showed me ways to manage or to overcome the struggles of being a woman in academia. So I pretty much believe that creating a kind of community, a group of feminist scholars that you trust and would be in solidarity with you. So that's tip number one, find strong feminist scholars and be around them. The second one, um, it is, I would suggest feminist scholars to read feminist books, and especially black and chicana feminist scholars. So I just finished Audrey Lorde's book, Sister Outsider, and it opened my mind. I think you all should read La Frontera, Bordlands by Gloria Anzandua. Um, I'm not a woman of color, I'm not Chicana, but I recognize myself in those between spaces or outside spaces that people share in those books. So my tip is please read Angela Venezuela, Gloria Ladson-Billings, Bell Hooks, Strong Scholars that I think will guide you in a journey. My tip number three: I have believe in your knowledge, your roots. So, I think we should be open to learn, but don't never devaluate your knowledge. And I'll give you an example. When I came to Australia, and I start to read Bourdieu, Foucault, in some sense, I got lost. I was lost in a new space with new readings and one thing that I did, I reread all Paulo Freire's books. So Paulo Freire is a Brazilian strong scholar and that was the base of my whole theoretical framework. So I reread all his books, Pedagogy of Oppressed, Teachers as Cultural Workers. I read seven books in three months. And I think rereading Paulo Freire helped me to find myself back in this world that that was in Brazil divided by social class, but it was my roots. So believe in your roots, in your knowledge. My fourth one is don't be afraid to show your vulnerabilities and ask for help. So I'm always asking for help. And I don't think it is not a weak sign asking help. I have learned so much with so many scholars. For example, I've never published a book by myself. I'm always working collaboration with people because I learn so much when I interact. And I think think people also they know me more when of course we work in collaboration. and my last tip, tip number five, it is resist, resist, and resist. I believe I'm a fighter. So I, 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 I never want to sell my soul in some sense. And I think as, as in Australia, as a non-white European person, I think I am in a more vulnerable position to just fit in the system, so this whole neoliberal system, for example. So let's do research that sells to industry. Let's accept change in our workload, or let be silenced again. My cheap is don't do that. So resist over over again the oppressions that you face. No, we are the women, the women, the women, throw your hands up at me